0: This is Holy Family School of Faith.
1: Welcome to our Rosary Meditation. Today is the Feast of the Mother of God. I also want to invite you to join me in recording the Rosary podcast tomorrow night, Thursday, January 2nd at 7 p.m. at Holy Spirit. At that time, we'll also give you practical strategies to make your home a place of friendship, good conversation, and prayer, and to help you overcome some of the obstacles that prevent you from inviting family and friends into this way of life. So let's begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's call to mind all those we've promised to pray for. Today on the Feast to the Mother of God, we meditate on the way in which Mary teaches us how to live in joy and sorrow. We begin with joy. Joy involves rest in a present perceived good. Joy also involves an attitude of receptivity, of being over doing. Mary manifests that. She hardly ever does anything in the New Testament. She doesn't preach or work miracles or minister to the poor or baptize or administrate, but she receives the gifts of God. Better, she supremely receives the supreme gift of God, Jesus. It's exactly her reception, her willing acceptance of God's will and God's Son that constitutes her greatest achievement. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
0: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
1: O my Jesus,
0: forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy.
1: As we said above, joy involves rest in a present perceived good. An attitude of rest allows for the contemplation of truth, truth about the greatness of God, the greatness of what he has done, and also our littleness, all of which culminate in a pervasive outlook of gratitude. Mary manifests that. She has the habit of reflecting in her heart, which is to say that she has the habit of thinking about what matters most. The result is expressed in the grateful joy of the Magnificat, where in a few words she celebrates God's greatness and generosity and her own relative in consequence. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked upon his handmaid's lowliness. Behold, from now on will all ages call me blessed. The Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Mary knows how to be happy, and she is the, the ideal instructor in the art of Christian delight. Pope Paul VI writes, She has grasped better than all other creatures that God accomplishes wonderful things. And it is with good reason that her children on earth, turning to her who is their mother of hope and of grace, invoke her as the cause of joy. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
0: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
1: Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Mary knew sorrow, and she teaches us how to live well with pain and sorrow. We've seen her supreme moment of agony captured in one of the many artistic expressions of the Pieta, Mary holding the dead Christ. She knew pain, she knew sorrow, but she also knew its meaning and purpose, to transform us in love and to enable us to unite our sufferings to those of Jesus to help him save souls. St. Paul put it this way in Colossians I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I complete what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church. All Christians are called to make up what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ. Let us turn to Mary when we do not want to take up our cross, or when we are too weak and tired. She will not leave us without the supernatural strength of the Holy Spirit, if we are willing. We just need to be willing. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
0: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us.
1: Amen. Oh my Jesus,
0: forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven especially those in most need of thy mercy.
1: Mary was the first Christian to share in the suffering of Christ. Simeon foretold in advance when he gave the prophecy that her heart would be pierced by a sword. And yet nowhere in scripture do we read that she was actually physically pierced. Who was pierced? Jesus was. Did it hurt him? Did it cause him to suffer when the soldier's lance stabbed through the flesh and started the spray of blood and water? No, Jesus didn't feel it. Remember, he was already dead. He couldn't hurt anymore. He had already cried out, it is finished. His work of saving the world through suffering was over. But someone else felt that wound. For Mary... The torture continued when the Lord's body was subject to one more cruel and atrocious mutilation. She responded with due horror and agony to that final violation, that evil on Calvary. Mary suffered from Jesus' injuries even when Jesus didn't. Mary made up what was lacking in the sufferings of Christ before they even took him off the cross. And now that Christ is in heaven and can suffer no more, we, like Mary, can continue to make up for all that is lacking in the sufferings of Christ, if we are willing. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.
0: Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses
1: In fact, Psalm 104, verse 15 says, God gave man wine to make his heart glad. Maybe you had some last night. I hope your heart was glad. On the day of Pentecost, when the apostles were filled with the spirit and with zeal, the cynics said, they are filled with new wine. They meant to accuse the apostles as drunkards, but their vicious slur turned into a witness to the truth. Our Lord himself had described the gospel as the new wine when he had said, New wine is for new wineskins. And now the apostles who represented the new wineskin of the church had been filled with the new joy, the new wine of the resurrection and the Holy Spirit. Those of us who are members of the church, who believe in God's love and a Savior and the prospect of eternal bliss, we ought to be the most obviously cheerful, happy, joyful people out there, but often, too often, we aren't. We struggle with the same boredom, the same sluggish spirit as everyone else. We struggle with pain and suffering, like everyone else. G.K. Chesterton once put it perfectly, Yea, we are mad as they are mad, yea, we are blind as they are blind, Yea, we are very sick and sad, who bring good news to all mankind. When we feel like this, our first recourse should be to the mother of God. We should tell her that our hearts are heavy, that our spirits are depressed, that we are running low on delight, on the new wine. And she will turn to the king, and she'll tell him again what she told him so long ago, they have no wine and he who refuses his mother nothing will again work his miracle of joy. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
0: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.
1: Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. May, May God, God rebuke, rebuke him we him. humbly pray and do, do thou O Prince, Prince of, the of the heavenly host by the power the of God Christ cast into hell Satan and all and the evil spirits who prowl throughout the, the world seeking the ruin of souls amen in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit
0: amen
1: again i'd like to invite you to come out for friendship good conversation and the rosary thursday night january 2nd at holy spirit Catholic Church. Happy New Year.